Hey, y'all. I'm Allison Asarch from Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, I'm Sean Fraser from the Ritzy Kids. Hunters, this is Johnny from Rail Motor. Hey, it's Shane from Blind Season. Hey, it's Rob Stanier, and you can check out my music on all the streaming platforms. Check out my latest music on all the streaming sites. Check out my debut album on all streaming platforms. Check out our new debut album. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music. And you're listening to our friends, Braggy and Curly. My favorite brands from Australia. My two favorite podcasts is Braggy and Curly. Braggy and Curly. On the Unfiltered. But I am going to start now. So hey there, everyone, and welcome to episode 126 of the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast. We have a very special guest with us, one of a select few that have joined us or come back for a second time. So and of course, (laughs) I'm talking of Laura Frank, who's sitting there. She's the good-looking one on the screen. But let's talk to the two less good-looking ones we've got braggy and rossi how are oh, you boys? Ross, i'm offended rossi <laughs> oh, i resemble that remark all right <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so braggy how you been mate oh. mate i'm fantastic um yeah. you know i'm a big cricket fan and uh i don't know if anyone watched it out there but that thing that happened early this morning that's one of the most amazing amazing things i've ever seen Rossi, would you agree with that? I would. And the fact that Australia played Afghanistan in a serious oh. cricket match is pretty extraordinary too. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I watched it four times. I can't believe it. It's amazing. It's, it's hard yeah. to imagine, isn't it? Hmm. So what happened? Well, uh, Australia were all gone for all money. We Seven were chasing for 91. Against we were chasing 291. Seven for 91 against Afghanistan. Yeah, Glenn Maxwell pretty much just got the extra 200 runs by himself. Wow. On, he was on, one, on one leg. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's, it's the first Australian ever to score 200 runs in a one-day match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. International anyway. And it was just like, it, it's it, it's it's freakishly. It's it, It'd be like you running four marathons in the one day. Yeah. 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 yeah, I, just, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how yeah. it happened. I, I still can't. I've watched it four times, the replay. I still can't figure out how he did it. Oh, well, congratulations, yeah. Glenn Maxwell. But more importantly, Braggy, I hear that uh, Melbourne Cup Day was... Had a great uh, day at Melbourne Cup yesterday. Was long and emotional. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it, wasn't, it was just long, that's all. <laughs> the trouble with Melbourne Cups is because because the Cup takes so long, that one race, there's an hour before yeah. it now, the races have to start early. And yeah. you know what that means. The races yeah. start at 10.30. You're at the event at ten thirty, Rossi. So have cafe for you because you don't partake in the that's right in the alcohol anymore. Yeah, but but my wife is a professional when it comes to that, and <laughs> uh, so it's on. I was just it was on a ride. Yeah, and uh, we're back to, that was a good day. We backed a few winners. Yeah, that's excellent. good. Excellent. Hey, just a little bit of news. I was just talking to our good friends Kathy and Neil from Suitcase Records. Suitcase Showcase has, um, they've chosen their 10 people to be on there. The 10 oh, yeah. artists that uh, had their records uh, produced at uh, or made or manufactured at Suitcase Records. Uh, pre-sale is now available at Suitcase um, and I'll put the link in the show notes. So fantastic initiative. It's supporting Support Act, of course, and there's 10 fresh new artists that you can 
listen to on that comfortable sound that we call vinyl. So there's a real mix, soul, country, pop, metal, some of the best independent mm. artists in the country are on that record. So it's all so it's all bands that use them. Been through them. Been yeah. through them and got had their records made at their plant. That was that was yeah. such a cool couple. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of Support Act, we're three weeks out from Australian Australian Music T shirt day. And one of the things that just and all the funds raised by that. And mm-hmm. and the point of it is not to post a photo of yourself wearing a t shirt. The point is to actually make a donation to Support Act and it mm. goes to the crew fund. Um the point is to post a photo of yourself supporting an Australian act and make, make a donation to Support Act. That's on the 30th of November this year. Right and it's, yeah, it's a really good thing. Yeah, like Support Act, I know personally, have helped a number of friends of mine yeah. directly and of work, fundraising shows and things like that for them. It's really, it's really worth worth having a go. And that suit cast are... Whoop. We've... Uh... Look, uh, Optus. 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 Yeah. Optus. Yeah. So go on. Go on. The, uh, the suitcase are involved in it is great. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. yeah. Okay. Very admirable of those guys to do that. But their heart's in the right place, as we know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're a lovely couple and they, they're going to have a great business. So if you are looking at getting vinyl, um, get it out of suitcase records because they've also, they were telling me about a new eco mold. You know, I think Braggy was asking the question when they were on the podcast about eco friendly vinyl records. Mm. They, they're actually just, there's some big news coming about that. So okay, um, cool. I'll make sure I share it. I, I think they're in embargo at the moment, so I shouldn't have mentioned anything. But anyway, it's happening and it's good I learned so happening. much of those guys. I really did. I yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 and there was so much more I wanted to ask them about, I reckon. Well, we could get them on mm. again, so um, we'll see how we go. Hey, the other piece of news, the former co-host, um, Matt Bailey, has released a song called Disneyland. I think that's now it. So Braggy and Curly were waiting, what, three years for that EP to come out? I think yes. he's. Uh, I think it's all out now. Disneyland's actually not a bad song, um, a nice little ditty. And uh, if I remember, I'll, I'll edit in a little snippet of it so that people can hear it. So well done, cool. Matt. It's good to see you got some uh, recording out. Uh, Disneyland's not a bad song, just quietly. So okay. uh, it's we'll got it some out. legs. All right, so let's uh, have a chat to our special guest um, featured in episode 115, and she's been described as a dynamo on stage and a fierce songwriter. So I'm not sure a fierce songwriter, how different that is to just being a great songwriter. Um, Laura, just help me. Um, you've, got a, you've got a new album out, which we're going to talk about, but you're currently on the road, so tell us where you are. Oh, sorry. Yes. Welcome to welcome to the podcast, and tell us where you are. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's so nice to be back. Thank you for having me. Um, so currently, I am uh, in a caravan. So that's why oh. I haven't pressed the curtains. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are in Roma, um, which is in Queensland. Yes. Uh, on our way to Claremont, which we will drive up there tomorrow, which is just inland a little bit from Emerald. Um, mm. We have to go there on Friday night. Uh, and, yeah, we've just been driving for most of the day and um, it's our first night in our caravan, which was uh, 
sponsored to us by a lovely friend. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, which which is awesome because we don't really caravan or camp. Um, we're more <laughs> hotel hotel people. Um, <laughs> but you know, I believe yeah. it doesn't have room service. It's actually camping. No, no, that yes, correct. But it's actually mm. quite lovely. Um, it's quite lovely. I I'm tempted to just do a little show. Yeah, around. do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, go and do it. Do it. Do it. Let's so see. So for those people on audio, Laura's now this just showing. There's Nick. Ah, hi, Nick. How are you, mate? Nick. There's the stink. Um, yes. And that's pretty much it. I mean, there's oh. the door. The yeah. door. That, that's as, all. There is. And as long as there's a fridge in there and you've got a there cold is. beer, it's... um. Do you have a cold beer? That's all you certainly need. So, so tell us a little bit about the tour. So, so we have been lucky enough to join Tom Curtin and the Catherine Outback Experience on their regional Australian tour, which also features uh, Chris Matthews and Melissa Fraser, some really <laughs> awesome musos. Um, so they started in uh at the end of october they started up in um mount isa and we mm -hmm. joined them last weekend in where was our first show in air um, oh yeah 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 i know yeah, it was, well yeah it was awesome so we did a show in air then we went to proserpine and then we went to Mackay. um yeah. so and now we're with them until april effectively so we have shows pretty much every weekend until then do they all have caravans too? So, um, <laughs> Tom, because he travels with, look, don't quote me on the numbers, but there's about okay. eight horses. Wow. Um, there's about eight dogs. There are four goats. He has a wife, two children. <laughs> so In, that order. Four. In that order. In that order. Yeah, I, I sensed the pecking order. So. <laughs> Well, I said it like that because so he has so his lovely wife Annabelle drives their car with a caravan attached to it, right. um, and then he has a double trailer situation. So there's um, he's got an arc. He has an arc. <laughs> so Tom drives around in um, like he's got the trailer where all the animals are, and then there's another trailer attached to that with like the stage and all the merch and the sound gear and. Um, yeah all that stuff so he drives that from place to place whilst annabelle takes the caravan and the kids um mm. and i know what i'd yeah. rather be doing i'll tell you what though and you play an air you can't get any more australian than that rossi no can you got us no i was i was amazed i just had to quickly check mel fraser yeah is a very good mate is a really good mate of mick Majus. Oh, and she actually came to sydney once when Maswak and and Maju played some tribesman songs on a one-off show for the first time in like mm. fifteen years, and she got up and sang with them. Oh mm. wow! There's a video somewhere with Mel Fraser doing that. Mm. That's cool. Mm. No, I think oh, it's my I video. Talk about it. Yes, cool. she's she's a lovely girl. She really, really good singer too. Really yeah. good singer songwriter. Yeah. But it's, when yeah. you said Mel Fraser, I go, no, it can't be. But it was. There's, there's always a Rossi connection somewhere, there isn't is. there? It's just incredible. So, Laura, the venues, are they just like the country pubs? Showgrounds. Showgrounds. So the it's way a bit that it works, dusty. It totally is. So the way yeah, it yeah, works it is. is um, we rock up to the to the place we set up. Um, yep. 
Nick and I play the warm-up set, so we mm-hmm. get everyone pumped and, and going for the show. And then yep. Tom comes out with his horses and the dogs and the goats and does like an hour kind of, um, you know, horse-dog-goat show. So yeah. he does a lot of amazing things like goats mm. on the back of horses. He stands on yeah. horses and sings and plays guitar. He does a whole bunch of activities with the kids. So he does like some barrel racing, um, a whole bunch of work with the dogs. And mm. then Chris and Mel play and then Tom joins them and then they all play and finish out the night. Wow. Oh, it sounds so it's, a, awesome. it's a complete roadshow. It's a travelling roadshow like the old days. Yep. It really like- is. That's fantastic. It's like John Brophy's John Brophy's boxing tent, Rossi. (laughs) And because you're you're all self-contained, you're getting to places that most people wouldn't be getting to. Absolutely, yeah. So when we got the list of tour dates, it was like, I'm not actually sure where half of these places (laughs) Most of them I had never heard of. So I was was having a discussion with someone I work with in Sydney and they're thinking about moving where I work to another place and they're naming all these places in Sydney and I'm just sitting there going, I haven't even heard of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah let alone what it what's out there in Australia. Like yeah, what's out there where you guys are going? Like uh, you'd be the first entertainment in some of these places in a long time. I imagine mm. so. Yeah, that's Tom fantastic. Is, yeah, they're an awesome couple, and what they've created is just a really amazing thing. And I feel very privileged to be a part of it. And um, we're documenting it as well. So we, Nick yeah. and I have a content creation company. So we're also filming oh, and creating some content mm, for them so people can excellent. kind of see what happens. But being a regional, uh, being from a regional area myself, it's really important to me to kind of be able to take that back to other regional areas. And Absolutely. I just feel lucky long, to be a part of it. How long are you playing for? Um, so we're doing shows until April. Yeah. Um, but we've got a couple of weeks off at Christmas. So, mm. yeah. yeah, it's just great. I'd love to go and see that. Yeah. I was looking at um, Tom's resume because, you know, most of us city folk may not have heard of someone mm. like Tom Curtin, multiple yeah. golden guitar winner, singer, songwriter, and obviously a, a, a fantastic horseman and a person with animals. So, quite a unique skill set at the end of the day. And the other funny thing is once I'd done some research on who Tom was, he then followed me all day. Every time I went onto Instagram, there was a Catherine Outback experience <laughs> ad popping up. So Tom, uh-huh. you've got your socials well in. Wild, well done. <laughs> but, it sounds, but it sounds like he's a, your classic Australian bushy. Yeah, yeah, he totally yeah. is, and just such a down to earth guy. And he's he's just really they're awesome. It and I, yeah, yeah everyone, Chris and and Mel included, like it's just a really great team. Um, yeah. yeah, we're thrilled to be a part of it. Yeah, sixty dates is incredible. So, but there's PTSD two recent. About it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two recent events that you played at that I want to hear about. One is, of course, the Groundwater Country Music Festival in Broadbeach. I mean, a country music festival on the beach on the Gold Coast or yeah. near the beach. Yep. What was Pretty What much, was yeah. that like? Yeah, well, it's their it was their tenth anniversary this year, so they're doing something right. And yeah. um yeah, look, I again thrilled to be on the bill. It's kind of my first like proper festival lineup. Okay. You know, I've got the poster in my office yeah. to say, Hey, yeah. I did this. Oh yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. 
That's um, a T-shirt with your name on the back? No, I looked the entire time. They oh, emerged, didn't have the no. names on the back this year, and I was so <laughs> upset about that. Anyway, I should make my own. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really awesome. Groundwater, yeah, it lived up to the hype, absolutely. It's a really wonderful festival with such an eclectic mix of all in kind of the country sphere, but yeah. from various parts of the country genre, you know, like that there's people say they don't like country music, but I reckon you would find that's something you like. Yeah, that's a ridiculous mm. statement because it's that's so broad. Yeah. So broad. Yeah. 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 Who, who was the headline act? Um, there was like Adam Brand and Becky Cole, Casey Barnes, um, yeah. Wolf Brothers. Jackson Dean came over from America. He was the international artist. Um, wow. He was kind mm -hmm. of one of the headliners and he was, yeah, amazing. His voice is incredible. The yeah. crowds looked get amazing to meet, too. Get to they were mm. amazing. Lots of people, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I didn't get to meet him. Okay. Is that what you were going to ask? Did I yeah, or any, any of those other it was nice to I, I didn't meet any big big stars um mm. but it was nice to catch up with a lot of people that you kind of talk to or communicate with on social media but you never actually get to speak oh, to yeah, yeah. you know mm. those, those events are full of working musicians right yeah. yeah working musicians don't get a chance to see each other because they're working so Correct. That's, why that's why those things are really good, right? Yeah. Those things are a great so – you get a, get a sense of community. You get to actually meet people in that way. And you do know them, but you don't know them because you're working, they're working, no one sees each other. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it was really – I'm really uh, pleased that we were a part of it. It was really fun. And hopefully – like we had three shows, so we played Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon. And two of the shows were kind of in a pub, I guess, in a bar. and the show that we did on Saturday was on one of the stages and that was just awesome. You know, it was in, yeah. it was kind of in one of the malls where people walk through the shops and food and all that business. And we just had this packed space and people stopping on the street and mm. it was just really cool. And I had it, the opportunity and, and I always like to do something kind of a bit unique at my shows. And I, had the opportunity on that day to jump off the stage and wander through the crowd and sing to people close up and walk into the bar and kind of, you know, get awesome. people to sing with me. And it was, yeah, it was really cool. Really cool. Yeah. People love that, don't they? Mm. You know, when you're up close, if they feel part of it, they feel they're involved and they'll always yeah. remember that and they'll tell their friends. Yeah. yeah. And I think people took that off the psychotic turnbuckles, didn't they, uh, Rossi? Oh. I've seen them jump off the stage oh, every no, now and I again. Have. I try and stop them. They just don't <laughs> listen. They don't listen to anyone. I, I know that. Now, the other um, recent <laughs> gig that you did was the Sunset Sessions at, <sighs> on the Scenic Rim. So, and no, your picture's on um our socials looked amazing so how did that come about and tell us a little bit more about the sunset sessions so this event um it was a bit of um like the idea for it kind of happened in february and so i the region i live in is called the scenic rim yeah um but 
so that's why. And the Scenic Rim is kind of the known place. Um, it was named in Lonely Planet's top 10 places you must visit in the world, and it was the only place in Australia. So I think that was last year. Um, so that's why I kind of use the Scenic Rim because it becomes a bit more recognisable. Um, so basically what happened in February, we played a release uh, party show at a school of arts in my hometown in Calbar. And the people that own Mount French Lodge, which is the venue that we did the sunset sessions at, they came along to that gig. And before the night was over, um, they had, or one of them, had put a post on their Instagram saying, watch this space, Laura Frank's going to be playing a show at the lodge before the end of the year. And his, his wife... Unbeknownst like, to you. Correct. His wife was like, you can't do that. Like, you haven't even spoken to them. Who do you think you are? Um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so after the show, he approached me and was like, yep, this is happening. So let's make it happen. Who you'd argue? Who you'd yeah, argue? Exactly. Um, and so from then the ball was kind of handballed to me and um, we spent sort of the next five or six months kind of coming up with the concept, figuring out how we could make it work. Again, we're really passionate about doing shows in our area, um, mm. regional town, um, you know, I just I really want to create a culture there and kind of make the scenic rim a bit of a musical hub and a place where people want to stop on their tours because it's thriving and there there are so many people there who are hungry for awesome entertainment. Mm. Um, and there already is the beginnings of a culture there and I just feel like, you know, I feel like something's going to happen and it's going to be awesome. So, um Anyway, from there, the venue is absolutely beautiful. It sits on the side of um, Mount French, which is a mountain, uh, and there's this beautiful big flat lawn spot at the top, and it's basically an accommodation venue. So if you've heard mm -hmm. of Spices, you heard of Spices? Yeah. You do all the fancy yep. hotels and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It used to be one of theirs. So you can imagine mm -hmm. kind of what the accommodation is like. It's luxury. Yeah. You can only book it as a group. Um so you have to book the entire venue if you want to stay there. Um, anyway, so we had the opportunity to run this event and we had a local, um, well, he's not actually local, but he's an ambassador for the food in our region. He came and did um, two-course meal. We set the stage up on the side of this mountain and kept the whole back of it open so you could look over the main range. Um, oh, wow. Basically, a section of the Great Dividing Range, um, yep. and we had three musicians. So we had Pat Tierney play whilst the sun was setting, which was so magical. <laughs> um, we had Haley Marston play um, just after that, and then I played as a six-piece band, which is first time mm. I've done that. Um, yeah, and we had our local Progress Association run the bar, so all the profits from the bar went back into Calbar, um, and it was just beautiful. It's a like, unique experience, isn't it? It's like a it's a yeah, and that's what people with those with the they're going to stay in those places. That's what they want. They want something that's just mm. I I did that. You're not even going to see that again, you know, or no, you will, right. but different differently, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's so cool. we managed to 
So we sold tickets that included accommodation. There's only 16 rooms. So we only sold 16 tickets that included accommodation. And then we opened it up to anybody can come and buy a ticket and come along and sit on the mountain and watch mm. the music. Um, and, yeah, so that was the first. We did it as, so our content creation company is called Orange Smorange. Um, and... <laughs> You can orange, smart, orange, correct. Because that's the only thing that rhymes what, with orange. orange yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we know we, how you think, Laura. Yeah, yeah. We saw it as an opportunity to kind of maybe we'll see what happens. Maybe mm. create another branch of our company. I suppose that bench production. Correct. Yeah. Um, it was a lot though because we also had another big job happening at that time. So Nick was out shooting videos and I was editing videos whilst trying to plan and kind of make this event happen kind mm. of a bit alone. So it was it was totally, you know, out of the frying pan into the fire, if I can quote Meatloaf. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, it was awesome and well worth it and there are talks of another. So... Cool. <laughs> Sounds excellent. Now, Laura, I've got to congratulate you. 11,000 followers on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, yep. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Like, it's a bit weird. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's so hard not to get too wrapped up in the numbers. Because, you know, I've really struggled with streaming numbers. And so having that struggle and then going, oh, yeah, but you've got this many followers on mm. Facebook. Like what 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 numbers do you look at and what actually matters? And mm. so, yeah, it, you know, I don't 11, know. 11,000 is a good number anywhere. It is. 11,000 is more, more than the population of some of these towns you're going to be playing at. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, the it's a mix of the metrics, you know. It's it's not yeah. one one standalone metrics because you're picking up people across all different areas as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mm. Thanks, I think it's, it's time. Curly, about it, it's, you know. it's now it's now it's time. time for Braggy's Who Am I? I had to introduce myself at the time, Curly. I thought you were gonna. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for the conversation to sort of like. It's been a free-flowing exchange of ideas. It has been. Absolutely. It has been. It's been awesome. And um, sometimes it's a bit tough. To, last week was incredibly tough trying to jam <laughs> in. Oh, uh, good. This, this week's always tough. It's always a pleasure speaking to Laura. And here we go again. We're just prolonging the agony. Now it's time for Braggy's Oh My. <laughs> from outback queensland to i was born in flushing queens new york city Ooh. on february Ooh. february 8th 1932 oh my mother was from boston and my father was a jazz drummer and percussionist who played with raymond scott with the raymond squat quintet in 1948 my family moved to los angeles where i attended north hollywood high school graduating in 1950 I also attended the Los Angeles City College for one semester as the school had a studio jazz band. In 1951, 
I joined the US Air Force where I played the piano and brass and conducted and arranged music for the Air Force Band. In March 1952, I also attended music courses at the University of Arizona as part of my service. In 1955, following my Air Force service, I moved to New York City and entered the Juilliard School. Yeah, Rossi knows this one already, do you, Rossi? No, 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 I don't actually. Where I really I, genuinely don't. Normally you get it on the first sentence. Where I studied no, piano. No. I studied piano. I was originally set on becoming a concert pianist. But after hearing contemporary pianists such as John Browning and Van Cleburne perform, I switched my focus to composition. During this time, I worked as a jazz pianist in the city's many jazz clubs. When you said flushing, I automatically thought of the Ramones. And then you said 1932. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Actually, yeah, they're not quite that old, but they were pretty old. <laughs> Oh, okay. So it's someone we're all going to know, but potentially don't know. You'll definitely know their music. I told you I knew, I knew a jazz musician who won Lotto. I asked him what he was going to do, and he said, I'll keep on doing gigs till the money runs out. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Laura, let's talk about some of your music, shall we? Let's talk about the latest one. So. Yeah. And it seems almost a bit uh, strange to be saying this. Your latest song is called Kiss My. Correct. And it, it feels yeah. like... Kiss my what, Laura? <laughs> I'm not going to finish the sentence for you. <laughs> you. You can insert whichever word you like in there. That's Probably heart. Kiss my heart. Oh, that's nice. Stuff. Kiss, my, kiss my co-hosts. Yeah. Oh, oh. Never the romantic, Rossi. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of love there. But there is some um, words in your song. Your lyrics allude to a certain word that Kiss My ends with. So, so I'm, I'm presuming it is the proverbial. <laughs> well, it's ass, isn't it? We're allowed to say it. We're not on I'm a, AM radio. Ass. Yes, <laughs> that's right. But it never gets unfiltered. Yeah. Right. So, so tell us about the song. Where did it come from? Um, look, it it really just came, I think, from a place of frustration. And sometimes <laughs> I need to choose my words carefully. Um, <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. Um, and so I just want to be careful. Um you know, sometimes I'm a female, I'm in the country music genre. I grew up and I am from a regional rural town. And so I feel like a lot of the time people kind of just assume that I am in a particular box or mm. they underestimate kind of what I am capable of. Um, or they think I'm going to produce particular kind of music or they look at my hair and go, oh, you must sing pink songs or, yeah, you know. So it, I think it, it came from that and it also came from a space of, and again, I don't want to shit can anyone, but it came from a space of listening to a lot of kind of, I guess, Australian country music and mm. hearing a lot of the same sentiment. And you'll notice the opening lyrics in the song kind of poke a bit of fun at that. 
Um, yeah, so, and and I love your the PR um, document that Jules has sent us, and yes. that, that opening line. It's <clears throat> it's been a long dusty night on a dark desert road, and a tall, handsome cowboy was singing of home. And then uh, the PR bit goes on. She sings at the so song's openings. Yet the singer-songwriter continues her lines with a good dose of self-awareness. Now I've thrown all my cliches at this song. So it's quite clever. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we try to be clever. We try to be clever. I can't take all the credit. Nick and I obviously write all of our songs together. So we're very much a team um, yeah. and we bounce off each other in that way. So, you know, that probably started not like that and us just saying stupid things to each other and eventually we thought, hang on, this could actually be a bit true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's almost like you were taking the piss at the beginning with that opening line. Yeah. yeah. And, and we look, we totally were. The whole song is kind of taken the piss really tongue in cheek yeah yeah um and that's why you know like I, I don't I don't want it I didn't release it to offend people or for people to think that I kind of just you know it's songwriting it's just an expression of a particular emotion and I don't always feel that way it just mm. something obviously happened in that moment that made me go oh, I need to write about this <laughs> Snapshot, you get a snapshot, and you just go, Oh, yeah. you just have to capture it, you know. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. If I see one more guy in a leather jacket, I'm gonna kill him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Music, music's yeah. got to have a little bit of comedy to it sometimes, too. It's got to have a little bit of take the piss, you know. Yeah, yeah, you've spoken, you, you don't take yourself too seriously, but yeah, and that's the best way to get the message across sometimes. That's right, yeah, and I think yeah. we also poke a bit of fun at ourselves as well. Like in the chorus, mm. it's kind of like I walk, uh, walked into the past, got tired of all the broken glass, you know, like 
talk, speaking about all the shit that you go through and all the, the mistakes that you make mm. and then going, well, you know what? I am what I am. And if you don't like it, then you can kiss mine. Effectively. Yeah. So. Walked, into the, walked into the past is a good line too. It's not yeah. It's a yeah, it is. I'm thinking of the past, but walked into the past is great because you. Yeah, just once again, recite. Yeah, mm. totally. Once again, just reciting off the PR document, messages of empowerment are at the song's core and you can feel yeah. that. And Laura delivers them with class, which rhymes with something else. But in the chorus, in the but. chorus, she assembles a series of rhymes, past, fast and glass, only to cheekily finish on the title, a seemingly unfinished line, kiss my, just magic. Jules, Jules earns her dollars with the way she phrases that, but you, very good. you earn your dollars with the way you put it together in a song. So Thank you. Plus it worked musically better without us in there anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let them draw their own conclusions. Right. Yeah. yeah. Plus then yeah. it's not so offensive on radio either. So Exactly. Yeah. And it's clever. Like it's clever that way. When it's, and when you, you have had it. some radio play you were interviewed down on the Gold Coast. Yeah, so I've had a lot of support from ABC particularly. Um, yeah. In fact, ABC in general have just been really lovely to me and I don't know, I feel really lucky to have that support from them. Um, I just mm. think they're a really great, stable Australian radio station, you know, mm. like you can rely, you know they're going to be there. <laughs> they're yeah. reliable. Um, so, yeah, yeah, ABC have been awesome. Without the ABC, we don't get diverse regional voices, yeah. and that's mm. that's the bottom line. Exactly. And people who, yeah, the ABC is essential, essential yeah, for people is. in the central in the cities, but essential in the regions. People need to hear mm. for, stories about themselves and where they're from. Absolutely. Australian music industry owes owes the ABC a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but not Triple J. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Laura, how did that song get shaped in the recording studio? Because you recorded oh, yeah. with some pretty powerful people again, I think. So Yeah, we did. So we have a we have a staple of awesome people that help us in the studio now. Um, so Jordan Power is our long-term producer and he's produced all of our tracks um, to date, actually. Mm. And we love him. He's such a great producer and a, just a great dude. Um he won an aria and a golden guitar for Casey Chambers' last um, album. Um, that's that's yeah, <laughs> he works with them, like he's working with Xavier Rudd at the moment, and he's had another couple of really big projects happen mm. this year. That I can't tell you about, but um, he's you he's know, awesome. yeah. You know that Casey and Xavier are saying, you know, my producer works with Laura. With Frank. Laura Frank. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I really hope that happens one day. I really do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So, um, you know, he's at the helm always when we're in the studio. So basically the way it works for us is Nick and I will write the song and we record just a really shitty voice memo in our phone um, and we send it to him and he uh, kind of listens to it. And then we have Grant Gerethy plays drums for us. So he spent oh, I think like eight years with John Butler Trio during their Zebra period. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know that guy, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Again, awesome dude, great drummer. Um, and, and sings harmonies too, really well, does he? 
yeah, he do, he hasn't actually sung on any of our tracks, but okay. I know that he can sing because he's released yeah. a couple of well, one actually of his own solo albums now. So he yeah, he's doing his mm. own thing too, which is awesome. Um, Mike Mills plays bass, who is a great guy, but I can't tell you anyone famous that he's worked with. Um, <laughs> although I'm sure there are Laura Frank. <laughs> Laura Frank. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ian Perez plays uh, the keys for us. So he is currently with the Whitlams, um, mm. just joined their band, but formerly he was with Wolf Mother, who he played bass with those guys. Um, and then wow. we had, yeah, bass Matt, and keys. Bass yep. and keys. Yep. I want to see that. I want to <laughs> see that lineup out playing live. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, again, that's why you're doing 60 shows so you can afford it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we had that's why recording is so expensive. Uh anyway. And then we had Matt Smith, who of course plays in Thirsty Merc play League mm. wow. So we purposefully have musicians outside of the country genre because we don't want to just be country musicians. The mm. plan is for our music to cross over. And yeah, and like, Kiss My does that. Is it that's it? That it's not a typical country song. No, I mean this Kiss My is more country than I think most of the songs we've released to date. Okay. But we had so I had a reference track for this song, and when Nick and I play it live and acoustically, we play it way faster and just like a really kind of raucous country song, right? And I have had this reference track in my head for ages for this particular song and that reference track i don't know if you guys are going to know it but i'll tell you anyway it's a song from the um lady gaga's album called joanne mm. which if you haven't listened to it you should because don't think typical lady gaga it's quite different to what you would know and love about her um it's my favorite album um, yes, yeah, amazing. Anyway, so there's a track on that song, and I believe that it is Sinner's Prayer, I think it's called. And it's really like kind of outlaw country, westerny, sort of bit brooding, you know. And I had had this kind of vibe in my mind that would match Kiss My for the longest time. So when we were in the studio, it was just really tough nut to crack because we don't want to go and copy reference tracks, obviously. Mm. They're just there as kind of a guide for the musos to get a yeah, feel. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, we played around with a bunch of tempos. We sped it up and slowed it down. And it just was the last song that we managed to nail because we recorded, I think, six in that period of time when we went into the studio that time. And it just, it just took so long um, to kind of get right. And yeah. I'm really happy with where we landed. I think it suits it perfectly. Um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked with how it sounds. How it. cool is the is the creative process when you you reference you take a song from Lady Gaga, you put a bunch of musos together from all the different genres, yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's just I love it. It's just <laughs> endless. It's it's there's endless amount of possibilities. You know, it's my it's favorite part. Different yeah. processes too, right? Different. Yeah. So, like, so you're working the songs up when you've got them in the room. That's like flying without a net. Mm. Yeah. That's how yeah. we roll. That's how we do it every time. So <laughs> cool. That's cool. All of the recordings for for all of the songs. Um, that's exactly how it works. So Nick and I record the demo. We send it to Jordo. He sends it to the musos who are playing on the track. We rock up to the studio. 
and then they and usually we'll start with Grant and uh, Mike. So Grant will play drums and Mike plays bass. They go at the same time, and then yeah. we'll just roll the demo and they'll just play to it, and we'll go, oh, maybe tr try this or try that, and wow. then by the end of the day, we've got bass and drums done. I generally wear a management. And you're, you're virtually watching. Going, oh, you watch how it. much money this is going to cost? Stop. <laughs> See how much this is costing us? Come on. That's all, that's all I'm thinking about when I'm in the studio. It's terrible. I don't care about my, my lines. I was like, yeah, how much this is costing us? Come on, hurry up. <laughs> I think the oh, last thing for us is we, like, Grant and Mike particularly, they're part of our band now. So when we play live, yeah. they play with us. So, and, and we kind of have, like, predetermined... I guess fees before we go into the studio, so everybody knows what to expect. And there's mm. not been a time where we've gone longer than we thought it was going to take. You know, yeah. like we might set aside a day or a day and a half um, for yeah. those guys to come in and do their thing, and we just get they just we just get it done. They get it done. Yeah. Pros. Well, pros. that's the other thing. That's the other thing, I guess, Rossi. You pay in the dollars, but that's because these guys are quick. Bang, that's got why it. you pay I the had, that's why you pay yeah. the money. Get the guys in who mm, can yeah. do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, one thing about the song, um, it's a real sultry sort of a song. And uh, I visualize songs all the time and uh, I just get this visualization of a really dark speakeasy with a lone female singer up on stage, you know, like uh Jessica Rabbit style, yeah. Yeah. you know, and ah. It, uh, or or draped over a piano. I love it when Curly describes yeah. songs. But um, but it is just that real moody sort of a like twenties dark. Yeah, 20 yeah, speakeasy. it is. It's and yeah, yeah. I, personally, I I love the song. Kiss. Me. I hope Sharon's not around when he's listening to the song on his own. I oh, know. No, no, it's all good. All good. <laughs> it totally is that, and you know, you kind of described the video in my head but then going hang on a minute this is what people are going to expect from this mm. video so let's mm. not do that let's do something a bit different and also the video for this song nearly didn't happen because we have just been so busy and i was like i can't do it i cannot fit anything else in um, is that the song you're getting someone else to do it for you for the first time no no that's, that's, that's ourselves. yeah that's Hey Cowboy, which we're going to talk to after the oh, second part of Great Who Am I? segue. Well done. Great Kelly. segue. Great segue. <laughs> after my studies at Juilliard and the Eastern School of Music, I went back to Los Angeles, where I began working as an orchestrator at film studios. I was also a studio pianist session musician, performing on film scores by composers such as Jerry Goldsmith, Leonard Bernstein, and Henry Mancini. With Mancini, I recorded the scores of 1959's Peter Gunn, 1962's Days of Wine and Roses, and 1963's Charade. I also played piano on the soundtrack for the adaptation of Leonard Bernstein's West Side Story and the 1960 film The Apartment. During this period, I released several jazz albums, including World on a String and The John Towner Touch. I also served as a music arranger and band leader for a series of popular music albums with the singers Ray Vezquez and Frankie Lane. Got you thinking, Rossi? So, so yeah. scores. So I'm presuming. We're talking high level. Like someone who's a Yeah, gun. we are. Like, 
There's about three yeah. or four. He so scores a ton. Laura, any idea? When you said world on a string, it pricked my ears, but Okay. I, mm, the next uh the next Peter Gunn threw me. Yeah, Peter Gunn. Sorry, we haven't done, we haven't done that for a while. All right, so <laughs> Laura. That'll end up in the cut. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be in the shorts. All righty. So Laura, um, hey Cowboys. So congrats on Kiss My. I think it's a fantastic Thanks. song, and yeah. I hope it gets every success for you. But you did release Hey Cowboy between your last visit to the show and now. So, and as Rossi so eloquently pointed out, this was actually the video was done by someone external for the first time. So, so talk us through how Hey Cowboy. So, Hey Cowboy is actually an old song. Um, we recorded it in like uh probably 2021 maybe um so we recorded it when we did um simple girl and the road and those those songs um and we had planned to release it um after the road which was last i don't know september or something um so we wanted to release it after that but the people we were working with at that particular time said oh no don't think that you should do that um and you know we listened and we held on to it for a bit longer and then we were told oh it's probably not a song for radio so then we held on to it for a bit longer and eventually like 2023 for me i always wanted it to be a year of just releasing as much as i could um a, a very big goal of mine and also Nick's is we want to be prolific. We want to be prolific songwriters. We want to be prolific musicians. So releasing mm. is really important to me. Um, it's a shame it's so expensive. <laughs> um, anyway, so we decided that this year we would do, because apparently <laughs> I've been learning a lot, but apparently radio moves really slow and they don't like to have songs um kind of close together because they'll be like what single am i promoting now and they get a bit confused so um so i decided okay fine we'll do three radio releases this year and in between those we'll release i'll release hey cowboy as a just to streaming and this is mm. you know why it didn't kind of get radio play and all that kind of stuff is because we didn't actually send it to radio um and I'm really glad we did because, I don't know, I think people love this song and we love this song. It's one of still one of my favourite songs and I think vocally it's one of my stronger performances. Mm. Um, and um, the video, so I usually I, when, I, when I have a song, I will kind of have a vision for what the video should look like and then I'll throw a whole bunch of ideas at Nick and he'll go that this we can't do that because of this and we can't and then we fight and then we <laughs> and then we circle back and then you know we come up with the magic um <laughs> but Nick Nick does not look like the kind of guy that would fight very hard 
No, Nick. Nick's just been, Nick. Nick I goes. Do you, know, do you know how much? Do you know how hard it is to do that, or how much it's been? To, is is a man of logic and practical. You're right. Yeah. He's a man practical of application. logic. Yes. Practical application. Practical he, application. He bursts my bubble every time, and it makes me really upset. But <laughs> he's oh, right. And You've got to anyway, do it. <laughs> so. And, and I knew that kind of my vision for this song was going to take time and more brains than just his and mine. Because mm. um, we're, we're good, but, you know, sometimes you just need a bit more of a team to make shit happen. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And so mm, we work with a very, very talented um, filmmaker, I guess you would call her. She is also in the scenic rim. And she mostly does weddings because that's what pays the bills. Um, And she, for the longest time, would love to just do music videos and make short films. She's also a musician herself. Um, So we, and we'd worked with her in the past and she films a lot of live stuff for me. So when we play live, she'll come and shoot the video for that for us. Um, So we approached her and said, look, we once, we, we kind of have this song here it is. Do you like it? Do you want to do a video? Um, and she was like, yes, I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, if you give me creative control, and I am a bit of a control freak. So it, we were so, we, we, this year, no. has been, <laughs> believe that for a second, would you? Um, <laughs> This year has been ask Nick, ask Nick. great. Yeah, <laughs> he's laughing over there. He's half. <laughs> so, oh no, he's not even watching football. Anyway, oh. um, <laughs> anyway, so we, we this year has been wild for us, and mm. so I thought I was going to be really scared about that idea, handing mm. over creative control to somebody else. But it turns out I didn't have the reaction that I thought I might. And when she said it, it was kind of actually relief and going, oh, you mean I don't have to think about every single shot in this video and I don't have to organise the talent and the costumes and the locations and everything Mm -hmm. that goes into a music video. And she just took control and created an amazing film for us. Um, That's fantastic. like 120, over 120,000 views on YouTube, which is amazing. Unreal.
Well, Laura, I guess it's it's just like you, I mean you you're employing these musicians to play drums and bass, and that you're handing over creative license to them. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing, I guess, a little bit different. But no, you you're right; that, it totally is. And if you find someone you trust, I think you t- do it. Totally do it. To get up to 120,000 views is very hard to do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Very I mean, we did throw some money to advertise it. Um, okay. you know, like to, mo- to promote it as you know, you got like mm. you got to do it, got to do it. So that yeah. that certainly yeah. helps, but I feel like you know, I still use that number on stage and people applaud, so whatever, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, they, exactly. Like, they can kiss your <clears throat> correct, no, but I mean, if, yeah, if, if you're not yeah. promoting these days, it just, I mean, unless you've got a giant record company behind you or a label mm. who are throwing money at advertising you've got to do it yourself and it, it's just mm. part and parcel i think it's now. it's hard to get about get your head above the water and the noise that's out yeah. there there's yeah. so much oh. content it's hard so yeah. hard more and, now than ever i feel or is that just yeah me? yeah everyone's coming out of everyone's come out of covid and everyone's got their projects they're working on they're starting to throw it out and it's getting busier and busier i reckon mm. yep i agree it's tough it's tough it. Hundred and twenty thousand, that's amazing in my eyes. So oh, me yeah. too. Well done. It's, yeah. t- it's tough in the middle. Yeah, thanks. It's yeah. also it's also a great video. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go. Yeah. It's um I had it playing on my other screen here just in silent mode. It's very cinematic. Yeah. Would be that's yeah, cool. it's quite dramatic. Of course, yeah. I didn't hear the song as it's going through, but um, yeah, it's very well put together. So it's much more kind of um, storylined and mm. uh, yeah, cinematic, as you say, compared to the music videos that Nick and I would usually create. So mm. I think that's also really awesome. Is that Nick and I can create videos, and if we had more time, we could totally do more cinematic stuff. But yeah. I think it's Dude. good for us to differentiate and have different visions you know mm. did it really surprise you of what she saw in the song no okay well okay <laughs> i no. mean if you hand it off to someone they come back and you go what the what? that know? was a that was a nice quick short answer <laughs> no I, I didn't because i think i think our vision were aligned and um mm. I don't know. I think that's part of the reasons why it worked. Like we had yeah. a bit of discussion beforehand. Like we talked about, you know, um, her name's Joe, by the way, and she's an awesome woman. So I was talking to Joe early on and she was saying, oh, we could do this shot with the band playing live in this or something. And I kind of went back to her and I said, oh, we don't really like doing bands live in music videos. It feels really kind of cliche and a bit mm. like um, done. And then she was straight away like, great, all right, let's go total like story 
And then, and then she just, she went down this rabbit hole and she did so much research watching like to get the era right. And what I was, the mm. costume right for the, like, I think it was, wow. um, and the color grading and all of that stuff. Like she, she just really put so much work and, and effort into making it awesome because she's really passionate about her work. Like she just, she gives a shit and you mm. want people like that on your team. So we'd be expecting more collaborations there. Totally. We did talk to her about doing um, Kiss My, but the turnaround was mm. just far too swift. Mm. And so we're now planning for 2024 and releasing songs next year. And I'm there's there's a couple that I'm really excited about. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're definitely chatting with her about doing more work together excellent excellent and just um on another note you're quite dramatic in that film clip as well um yeah. laura yeah. some of your best acting work i'd say i mean apparently yeah <laughs> First, a bit of acting. you know I, the annoying thing the the most annoying thing about this video is <laughs> i had to ride a horse right and you wouldn't know that because it didn't make the cut but no. <laughs> no. the frustrating thing was I she was like, Oh, you might need to write because I thought from the beginning of this song, I thought, oh, I think I might need to write a horse in this song, given its story and how it sounds and mm. all that. Mm. So I'd been talking for ages about getting horse riding lessons because I haven't ridden a horse since I was a teenager and you know, the, I never I grew up on a farm, but we didn't have horses. We had cows and it pigs and chickens that and you know what it looked like? You just stepped on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would yeah, blow the fire. whole thing. Exactly. Well, you don't so, want to be riding a cow in the film clip. No. <laughs> no. Staple together a bunch of cows to make it look like a horse. That's a whole other song. <laughs> so I, I went and had ended up having, well, because I said this to Joe and she was like, oh, actually, I don't think you'll need to ride a horse. So don't worry about it. It's cool. So I let it go because who's mm. got time? To go to horse riding lessons. That's right? expensive. <laughs> Who never thought that'd be a sentence you had from music That's school? Right. <laughs> and eventually, she went. Oh, actually, it was like I don't know. It was like a week before the video clip. Right? She was like, oh. I, I think, I think I might get you to ride a horse. So I, we, I, I had luckily spoken to a friend who is a, um, he's a musterer and he kind of breaks horses and does all this business. So he'd given me one lesson on his very calm, quiet horse in a round in a ring where i got on i was wearing a helmet i was safe it was walking in a circle right easy yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. and then in the video clip there's <laughs> the horses turn up they're like mm. cowboy horses right they're, <laughs> <laughs> they don't they're usually not. get ridden by other people um and i get on this horse and it was all it had to do was stand at the top of the hill under a tree, and I just had to sit on it whilst the other, the cowboy Hayden, trotted past on his horse down the bottom. And I was like, all right, okay, I can do this. And I was sitting on the horse, and everyone's like, okay, great, ready, let's go, shot, action. And then the horse just <laughs> starts walking down the hill 
and I'm trying to woo it. I'm trying to like stop it pulling the reins, do all the things that Fred, my lovely horse whispering friend, taught me to do. Put the handbrake on. Yes, put the handbrake on, exactly. And the owner of the horse was up behind the tree and she didn't want to come down because she didn't want to ruin the shot. She's like, I don't know if I can move here or not. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, okay, this horse is not listening to me. So I just, it just wanted to get to its other horse friend. So I was like, I just need to hold on and just be calm, just be calm. And yeah. it just, luckily, it didn't take off or do anything crazy. Yeah. My photographer who was there on the day, she is a horse person and has many horses herself. And she was like, she was quietly freaking out inside going, oh, my God, that horse's ears were like pinned back. It was ready to do some no. shit. And I was like, oh, my God, I just wanted to stop it. I was just seeing you turn the man from Snowy River. <laughs> the upshot of it is, is that with those newfound skills, you can dip in the show you're doing now. So unfortunately, well, yeah. you can do all the, you can get yeah. the on the back of the horse and do all that stuff. That's that great. is yeah. I've seen some of the shit that Tom does, and I can tell you, yeah. I I do not. I just don't want to ride a horse. <laughs> Showbiz animal stuff is really weird. Yeah, yeah. not my thing. I'll yeah. pat them and I will be near them. But I don't need to ride them. Yeah, I, I did these shows with a shearer, and he did two shows in this place, right? It was a show business shearer, and and I'll say we used to we we'd go and have one of those jazz cigarettes before the show sometimes, and he'd, he'd flip he'd flip the sheep on its bum and go and and say to the audience, no drugs used in the sheep, only in me. <laughs> <laughs> now. Now, before we go to Braggy's part three, I have to say your latest video on YouTube, Kiss My, has had 28,000 views. Oh, so, what? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I didn't so, know that. Thank 28, you. 28,000 and two weeks, is it? Two weeks? Uh, three, three, maybe yeah. three. Yeah. So that's awesome. So Thank well done. You. Thank you. Mm. I'm also really proud of that video as well. I, it's one of my favourite ones, I think. Um, yeah. And Nick and I managed to do that ourselves in like seven hours and then I spent a day editing it. So it was, it was a bit last minute and thrown together. So that's that's awesome. To, I shouldn't tell people that. It took a yeah. lot of effort and planning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How do you think we got the cinematic effect? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right, Braggy, part three, mate. Part three. My first film composition was for You Are Welcome, a, pro a promotional film for the Tourism Information Office of Newfoundland. <laughs> I also composed music for various television programs like Gilligan's Island and Lost in Space. Soon I gained notice in Hollywood for my versatility in composing jazz, piano and symphonic music. You ready for this? I received my first Academy Award nomination for my score for the 1967's Valley of the Dolls. There would be 52 more nominations over the following years, plus 25 Grammy Awards, seven British Academy Awards, and four Golden Globes. I am almost certainly the greatest film composer of all. My list of movie scores includes The Poseidon Adventure, The Towering Inferno, Star Wars, Jaws, Close Encounters, Superman, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Save It Private Ryan, Harry Potter, 
and on and on and on and on and on. My name is uh, John, John, John Williams. Williams. Well John done, Williams. Curly. Mm. So that yeah. kind of fit. That kind of fit in with uh, good. A little, very a little, good. A little discussion about cinematic uh, video clips. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people would not know that name. That's what I said, but you'll know all those songs. Everyone yeah. knows everyone knows the march of the, the, the Star sorry, Wars Rossi. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I didn't know, yeah. but I didn't know Peter Gunn was his work. That's the thing that's got me. Well, that's Peter Gunn was he he only no, he only played on Peter Gunn. Oh piano one. Yeah, that's yeah, Henry yeah, Mancini. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Henry, yeah. Manc Henry Mancini's other famous one is Pink Panther. But I mean, those, uh, here those we songs go again. Are, <laughs> those songs are all in our every, everybody knows those tunes, you know? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Laura, it's it been fan fantastic having you on the show again. Yeah, absolute joy. Um, you well, are man. always so much fun to talk with. So, all these oh. country dates. Yeah, I got one more question though. The yeah, film that please. you guys are filming this um, tour. Uh, yeah. What exactly will that be? Just cut up into small little promotional things, or will you actually make a film of the tour? That is an excellent Don't question, We so the plan at the <laughs> moment you. is we're going to do a video every week for Tom's YouTube. So mm -hmm. if you look up Tom Curtin or Catherine Outback experience I'm assuming they'll put it on both of the channels so there'll be like mm. a three minute kind of overview of mm. that week because every week we do three shows so mm -hmm. there'll be kind of the overview of that and then actually kind of like you're thinking maybe I need to make a longer cut and I well, I just imagine all like 60 dates tra wow. traveling around the country living in a caravan with animals there's got to be some great things happen Totally. It just occurred to it could have been like Albie Mangles World Safari. Yeah, fuck, I'd watch yeah. it in an instant. I love it. LB Mangles. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, noted. Watch Laura. This Laura, you Rossi's just created Rossi's another first for us, by the way, because that is yeah. the first time I've ever heard anyone say "excellent question, Braggy." So, <laughs> oh, piss off. <laughs> 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 I'm glad I can help oh. you out, Maggie. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. <laughs> All right. So, so once again, it's just been an absolute joy, Laura. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, for everyone out there, if you've enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. Of course, we will have Laura's links in the show notes. So if you love the music that you've heard during the episode, Go check her out on YouTube, Spotify, and Facebook. Um, she really does a good social media game. Of course, we're on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok, so check us out. We've got our unfilteredundiscovered.com uh, website. The music we played has been added to two playlists. One is our Fierce and Fresh Female Unfiltered and Undiscovered playlist, which is growing day by day. And, of course, our Unfiltered and Undiscovered playlist, which is now about the 17-hour mark. So I think that's pretty cool. Now, lyrics from the playlist also comes from our special guest tonight, and this is from her song, Leaving. I don't know where this train's going, but I'm never coming back here again. And that's the way Laura may be thinking after the show tonight. <laughs> I've got nothing left, but I've got time. I'm on my way again. 
Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks again, Laura, for joining us for our second time. And we will see everyone else next week. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye. Lucky they can read 